the two best businesses to build are software and e-commerce. So if e-commerce is one of the very best businesses you can build, why do most e-commerce businesses end up getting stuck? I've sold over $300 million online and have helped thousands of people sell a total of around $10 billion online, almost entirely in e-commerce in the past 11 years. So from coaching so many people, I've discovered five common reasons e-commerce entrepreneurs fail to get their businesses to their full potential. So in today's episode, I'm going to share with you each reason so that you can get unstuck and make more consistent progress to achieve your goals with your e-commerce business. So years ago, I was just like you. I built my first e-commerce business from zero to about $2 million per year in sales in just a couple years. Things were going great, or so I thought. <laughs> then I checked my American Express bill, and there was $100,000 that I owed on there. I was about 23 years old at the time. Now, I already kind of knew the answer, but I went ahead and checked my business bank account, and I had about $10,000 left in there. And so I thought to myself, like, how did I let this happen? Like, it didn't happen overnight. It was over, you know, six months or a year that this kind of accumulated. I'd been so focused on growing sales that I neglected everything else. I was brand new to entrepreneurship, and so I didn't really know any better. Uh, this was my first big mistake in business, which was growing sales while neglecting everything else. So that's mistake number one. The whole purpose of a business is to make profit. So in the short term, you may forego profit to grow sales. So we own an e-commerce business that we intentionally did not care about producing any profit at all. We didn't want to lose money, but our goal is basically to break even for the first year, which is how we grew it from nothing to uh, about $600,000 a month in sales in the first year. Then we wanted to start making some profit. And so... Uh, but eventually, the business must make a profit or it doesn't need to exist. And so the question to ask yourself is, are you growing sales strategically because you want to build up a certain sales volume, acquire customers, then you can produce profit later? This is the, basically the model of pretty much every venture capital company, like even Facebook. Or are you growing sales just because you don't want to face the hard truth. Maybe your profit's not where you it needs to be. Maybe there's some team members you have to let go because they're not useful. And so you don't want to focus on profit or any of those operational issues. You're just going to be focusing on growing sales at the detriment of your the future success of your business. So then a couple years later, I was selling a natural weight loss supplement that blew up because of the Dr. Oz show. I was literally the number one seller of this product on Amazon. Now, the problem was, is I was producing a lot of sales for myself at the time, owning this market on Amazon, but I had basically zero focus on quality. I was putting the basic required ingredients in the supplement, and uh, but the packaging was terrible, the branding was terrible, wasn't doing anything else, not that great at customer service, and what ended up happening is the competition ended up passing me up, and then they owned that market, and I no longer did. So that's mistake number two, is getting complacent with product value. I see this all the time today, and people that are in our mastermind and other people that I've been able to work with. And so always watch your competition. I've heard different opinions on this. Do never pay attention to your competition. Always pay attention to your competition. I think you always have to look at the market from the eyes of the customer. If you were to go look at your product versus everyone else, take into account branding, credibility, reviews, pricing, would you buy your product if you were a consumer looking at these two offers? If you would not buy your own product, then you need to improve something. That includes either packaging, maybe your package just needs to be up-leveled, uh, maybe your marketing needs to be improved, copy, graphics, photos, that sort of thing, uh, or maybe your pricing or the total value or features in the product itself 
all those things that end up making up the total value proposition. Because as soon as you get complacent on those things, your competition, they're hungry. They're going to sit there and pass you up. And then you're going to sit there trying to either just give up or have to play catch up later. Not a good position to be in. So then as I got more experience with online marketing, I became more a part of that community. I began to meet more and more successful people that have been doing online marketing stuff forever. And some who had even built businesses as large as $30 million a year with just one product. And one of the big common mistakes that I saw that caused a lot of them to end up failing was they basically had found a trick. They put their entire business on the line because they had one product and one sales funnel. And then as soon as something broke in that process, their ads got 10 cents more expensive. It stopped converting. They couldn't find new customers for that one product because they saturated the whole market. Then the whole business fell apart. So mistake number three is failing to continually innovate in product and in marketing because the world changes. Competition changes, uh, new competition enters, they come up with new innovations, the market changes, customer preferences change, and so that means your business has to keep adapting. One of the best examples I've seen of this is the Monster Beverage Corporation. I read a lot of their annual filings. Even once they became a multi-billion dollar company, they were still releasing 10 to 20 new products every single year because they didn't want to let competition pass them up. If some competition came out with a coffee energy drink product, even though their main product was kind of the um, regular energy drink, big monster energy drinks, if competition came out with a coffee one, they launched a coffee one. And we see this right now. I mean, as soon as short form video stuff became very popular on TikTok, Facebook ripped them off. They put it on Facebook and on Instagram. YouTube ripped them off. These people are not going to let somebody else just pass them up. And so you have to think the same way with your business. So that's mistake number three. Later on, uh, not in e-commerce, fortunately, but in another business that I owned, I spent so many years working so hard that I ended up getting burnt out. I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> I was doing the same marketing, the same promotion, selling the same products. It was getting very boring to me. I like to move to new things. And the business ended up kind of crumbling because of this. Now, if you jump back in and you kind of save the day, it can feel good to be the hero. But that's just dumb, in my opinion, and having been through that and done that myself, because it's better not to have the problems in the first place. And your business just keeps on humming, producing sales, producing cash flow, without you having to go out there and jump through these huge hoops to kind of resave the business. So mistake number four is stepping out of your business without a proper replacement. Um, there's a client that we just took on to help him scale his e-commerce business. He was in an accident, uh, I believe about a year ago and basically had to step out of his business the entire time or chose to step out of his business the entire time. And now he has to rebuild it. Uh, not a good position. Your sales crumble. You sort of get behind on competition. And so not a good position. Obviously maybe it was, you know, he, he couldn't have anticipated being in that accident, but you can take steps now for the inevitable uncertainties that will happen. A better approach is to hire or train a replacement before it's necessary or worst case, just sell your business immediately if you know you're going to have to be out for six months or a year before it starts to decline. You can't have a business where there's no main person running it that's hungry, intelligent, capable. You have to have somebody like that in charge because your competition will have that kind of person in charge. So that either has to be you or it has to be somebody that you hire or train as soon as possible, that can do those steps. The sooner the better, even if they don't take over now, but at some point having that flexibility is gonna give you so much freedom. So uh, one of our highly successful Tycoon Tribe Mastermind members, who uh, just kind of leading into mistake number five, one of our highly successful Tycoon Tribe Mastermind members who spent $25,000 
uh, to learn how to build a software business. Now, this guy owns an e-commerce business. That's his main thing. But he was like, ah, maybe I'll build a software business on the side. Uh, so he spent that. It was hugely distracting to him. And while he was focusing on trying to think about launching this new software business, he was leaving huge value on the tables in his e-commerce business. So he kind of asked me, he's like, hey, Matt, you know, what would you do if you wanted to take this business to $10 million a year? And so I kind of gave him my advice because he could basically roll out a new product for $5,000 that could do hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in sales. And he knows this machine, this marketing system that he has. And so he can just keep rolling out new products and going after bigger and bigger opportunities. The result of his refocusing, his business grew that next year by a million dollars, which is huge. And so he spent 25K to learn how to build a software business, basically threw that opportunity away. The 25K was gone, but the result was his sales and likely business value went up by a million dollars in that next year. So that leads us to the final mistake, mistake number five, which is favoring complexity over simplicity. The only way I believe you can effectively run multiple businesses simultaneously is if number one, you're Elon Musk and you work 100 hours a week, both of those things I think have to be true, and uh, or you have high-level CEOs operating the businesses you own, meaning that you're not actually running them. You're kind of overseeing them, you're acting as chairman, you're jumping in with your sort of special sauce, but in the day, day-to-day operations are taken care of by somebody else who's properly uh, skilled and incentivized to run those businesses. Otherwise, your greatest results will come from putting all your attention into your main business, or at least 90%. You know, there are certain cases where you have your main business, maybe you launch a side brand or something, and that ends up becoming bigger than the main business. I don't want to completely prevent you from taking those um, bets, placing those bets, but that should literally only be 10% of your time until those opportunities prove themselves. What I see a lot of times is, you know, you have somebody with an e-commerce business, maybe it's doing a couple million dollars a year. They're like, oh, what if I go do this other business? And then all of a sudden the other business is taking up 80% of their time while their main business goes from a couple million dollars to 1.7 to 1.5 to 1.2. And they're like, okay, crap. And then now they throw away the new opportunity to jump back in the old opportunity and rebuild from where they left off. Not the best way to do it. If you want to try new stuff, force yourself to only spend a modest amount of time there. Um, this was reminded, I was reminded of this from a guy, a friend of mine that spoke at our most recent mastermind in Austin. And he was building his third business. He sold the first two for a relatively small amount of money, low seven figures. Um, then he was building his third business that he wanted to go big with. And so he was kind of rinsing and repeating the same thing that he did before, building a business he could probably sell for a few million dollars. And that business was doing about half a million dollars a year so far. But then he had this other business that he wanted to go big with. And so what he ended up doing, that business that was doing half a million dollars a year or so in sales, he just shut it down. Didn't sell it, didn't hire anybody to run it. He just completely removed that distraction. And then to focus on his main business that he wanted to go big with, that he ended in a few years later, selling the majority at a $200 million valuation. That was the power of putting all of his attention into his main thing. So those are the five mistakes that cause e-commerce businesses to get stuck. And for the next 28 days, I believe we have left, uh, I'm going deep into how to find a huge breakthrough in your e-commerce business. Now, this applies whether you're an existing e-commerce business owner and you want to figure out how to get to that next level of growth, or if you're a beginner and you're trying to figure out how do I make this whole e-commerce thing work, these next 28 days, I'm going deep into this concept of finding a big breakthrough in your business. So it's going to apply no matter what situation you're in. If you want to get all these episodes 100% for free, subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform or to my YouTube channel, and I'll see you tomorrow.